The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN. And then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. We're also brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. All right, everybody, welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast, all the sports gambling podcast. Eric, my name is Talent Jenkins. Joined with our host, we got Ryan Gilbert and Joel Meyer. Gentlemen, how the hell are we doing tonight? Doing good. I'm, I'm, I'm getting antsy here. We got uh, this is Wednesday night, second night without hockey here. We got a few more to go, so hopefully we, we can uh, fill those with something. But yeah, I, I had a great weekend. Talked about it a little bit of a two man show with Joel. Went down to Atlantic City for my birthday. Played some penny slots. Uh, watched some overtime games. Uh, was on the casino floor till 5 a.m., 6 a.m. When I had to check out at 11 a.m. that morning. So had a great weekend and uh, settling back into the normal life right now. I played golf for the first time in my life on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, man, it was a uh, it was awesome. a trip. Yeah, it, it was a hell of a fun time, but uh, I I can't hit the ball for shit. Ball striking definitely let me down. Kept hitting <laughs> the fucking grass before I hit the ball, so my ball barely cleared like 30, 40 yards. But uh, my short game was on point though. I, I figured out my strengths. Yeah. So I'm like the anti Hovland here. Terrible ball striking, but uh, <laughs> uh, good chipping, good putting, and. Uh, yeah, we, we got to work on the on the ball stuff. Uh, you just got to hit it farther. But the hell of a time, though, just uh, rocking the whiskey, rocking the smokes. That's the best time about uh, being on a golf course, though, right? You're just hanging out with the boys and uh, getting after it, ramming the golf carts, just, just, just fucking <laughs> being a yeah. shithead. Even in uh, one of the more prestigious sports in the world, like uh, it, it, it's a fun time. So yeah, I highly encourage you to get out on the course, especially when it's so uh, nice out these, these summer months here. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to do some more of that. And it turns out I'm also like a, a left-handed player. Like I, I remember I was Hell playing yeah. left-handed in hockey. So my my brother brought brought me these uh these uh the clubs but they're all the wrong hands we have to rent some other ones just just to fix my uh <laughs> peculiarities so uh, that was another experiment but uh, yeah it turns out i'm, I'm fucking different I, I can write right-handed but uh, apparently i i play left-handed do they have any like any, any like par three courses up there like pitch and putt where it's like 150 yards to the hole yeah you can do the chip and putt for free yeah. actually but oh uh, really right yeah go, go ahead and do that yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, there's a local course here. I, I could do that too. Just need to get some clubs. But uh, as far as hanging with the boys, you need the full course. You need the full par five to uh, to really indulge in the full golf experience. Joey, oh, that's awesome, buddy. I was so stoked to hear that. That's so cool. And the best thing about golf, you, my dad always used to say, you can play it when you're nine, and you can play it when you're 90, baby. That's a, <laughs> such, such a sick sport. So like, like you said, you're out there with the boys. It's a nice sunny day. The drinks are flowing. You're hacking a couple Donnies. You know, it doesn't matter how you're. None of us are in the PGA. Let's keep it real, you know. But that's awesome, buddy. I'm glad you had a good time. Ryan, hope you get out there on the course. I've been meaning to get out there. It's an absolute blast, man. I love golfing. Uh, I'm doing good, though, too. You know, I'm just chilling, you know. Not really a lot of action going. I've just been riding out the ponies the past couple days there's nothing else to bet on baby but i'm having an absolute blast um all right everybody go check out the sports gambling podcast network website that's the place to be tons of stuff going on in the world of sports 
I guess not really. What's going on in basketball? What's up? What are we doing in basketball? Give me a little basketball update here. I guess I'm your guy for that. It's, You're the yeah. basketball guy, yeah. <laughs> it, it sucks. Yeah, the, the fucking Heat, man. They they keep running through the league. They keep beating all the best teams. The Bucks, now the Celtics. Now they're in the finals here. Massive underdogs once again to the my Denver Nuggies. Uh, Nuggets were minus 400 last time I checked, and uh, as they should be, they are the rightful favorites, and Jokic will dominate the little man, Bam Adebayo. He doesn't have a chance to stop uh, the Joker, and the Nuggets should roll in this uh, finals here and uh, win another title for the uh, the new rising title town, the, the Denver, Colorado. Oh, oh, oh look out. So are, are it's you- the finals? Like... Yeah, it's the finals, man. It, it, okay. it starts uh, Thursday night. So, are you yeah, hedging out I mean, your, your Nuggets futures at all? Actually, funny thing is, is that okay? I had a lot of Celtic stuff, so I bet a bunch of. Okay, I bet the Heat when they were down, and that when the Celtics were down three nothing, I bet the the Celtics, and then when the when they tied it up to three three, I bet a bunch more Heat. So now I've actually got more money on the Heat than I do the Nuggets. <laughs> but I want to. I want the Nuggets to win. So at, at some point, I got to bet more on the Nuggets to make my bankroll uh, match up with my fandom. So uh, yeah, I'm in a good position in the NBA once again. It, it's funny, like NHL is treating me like shit this year, but the NBA has just been a total blast. <laughs> just like I don't know shit about it, but that's that's how that's a crazy sports betting could be, right? Sometimes you don't know shit about a sport, but you can get all the luck in the world, and and then you oh, capitalize yeah. on it. But NHL not so good. NBA everything's going good. There you go. It all evens out in the wash, baby. Uh, tons of other stuff. Obviously, we got NHL playoffs going on. Uh, we got a sick golf tournament coming on. We got the Memorial Tournament starting off uh, tomorrow on Thursday. That'll be pretty good. I got a couple little sleeper plays. I like a couple guys I'm digging. Obviously, my boy Scotty Scheffler and John Romer, they love it. Patrick Cantley absolutely tears apart this tournament every time he plays, so you can get him. I'm looking at plus 1,100 right now. Uh, we can also join the Xander Zone, baby. Xander Shoffy plus 1,400. Sneaky play. Like Cameron Young, man, plus 3,500. This guy's going to get one. This guy launches golf balls to fucking the moon. So, you know, that's what it takes on this course to get it done. So I'm going to be sprinkling Cameron Young at plus 3,500, of course. Uh, yeah, sick tournament. Um, What else is going on? We got F1. I, I don't know when they're gracing next, maybe two weeks or so. NASCAR is doing its thing. Baseball. Ryan, what's up in baseball? I heard uh, I heard that everybody hates the gays on the Blue Jays. Is that true? <laughs> Um, there, there, I believe it was a, one pitcher came out and came to came out to protest something at the Dodgers. They had some sort of pride night. So, so yeah, every, every sport now is having their their pride night initiatives and their pride night issues. Not so. great. Not, not a good look. So it's, it's, it's not it's not just the Russians for hockey. It's 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 every sport. But yeah, baseball is still going. I think we're now like a quarter way through the season, if not if not a third. So really moving along here, and it's going to be the only thing. The hockey channel and the Discord almost became the baseball channel. It was getting, it oh, did become the baseball channel for it nearly fucking better hours. not, not on my and, watch. All right, no we way. We'll, we'll go to war with them. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, you, you could throw your plays in there, but yeah, baseball is having a good time. Oh, there's always games going on there, even uh, KBL middle of the night. So yeah, baseball's baseball going on. That's acceptable. But j- tennis, there's oh tennis, French Open, Jolie. Let's go. You got, you got any tennis shit you want to pump? What what are we doing? Hell yeah, man. Djokovic moves on. I lost uh, my my woman features are going terribly. I think all of them are out pretty much except for Alina Rybakina, my girl from Kazakhstan. Oh, what a hand! She's still going strong. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the 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 men's side is going all right for me with the Joker keeping uh keeping it up. A uh, nice uh, three nothing win today. But yeah, the woman women's are uh, the women are let me down. But uh, yeah, it, it's gonna be fun. Like we're we're still in the the early stages here. Just a lot of big favorites and whatever. So. 
yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll keep you informed as as the week goes on. But uh, yeah, hell of a hell of a tournament. It's it's awesome watching tennis in the middle of the day when nothing else is going on. Sure, it beats the fuck up baseball. That's for sure. Nice, 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 nice. My my pickleball racket just got here, bro. So I'm pumped about that. Can't wait to start firing off that. All right, we've been off the rails there. Everybody go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast on our website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on. Be sure to check out the articles. Lots of love goes into those articles. Uh, give them all a nice little read. Uh, listen to the other shows, too. Everybody else on the network is absolutely killing it. They always are. Uh, be sure to check out Ryan's other show, Baseball Money is Fake, with him and Blake. Those guys are always ripping it. Uh, although, apparently, the integrity of baseball players is to be questioned. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> so hell only yeah, Canadian man. ones. Yeah, only the Canadian ones, apparently. <laughs> Uh, of course, as always, shout out to all of our friends of the house of the Discord. Discord's always an absolute blast. Uh, if you're not in the Discord, get your ass in the Discord. It's absolutely free. It costs you nothing. You can reach out to myself or Ryan on Twitter. You can also reach out to the HGP Twitter account. Or you can uh, you can get one of those rotary phones. Remember the little spinny guys? You can get those. And if you spin a certain bunch of numbers, if you reach out to me. I'll give you those numbers to spin. I'm sure somebody else will get a hold of you on their rotary phone. And that person is Mr. Joel Meyer, the old fuck. And he'll be sure to point you in the right direction of the uh, dicks, the dicks cord. <laughs> the discord as well so shout out to all our friends and pals in the discord yeah get in the discord and make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review on apple or spotify we're listening to your podcast they go a long way we haven't got one in uh quite some time so i'm looking forward to reading one of those at the end of the show and yeah discord's completely free even though it may cost you your sanity but get in there always a good time in the discord hell yeah uh, all right. What, what are we doing? We, we got some stuff. We got some news, I guess, we're going to cover here. There's been a couple things going down in the league. Uh, as of recent, though, so which is kind of cool. We'll start things off. The the GM hunt is over for the Toronto Maple Leafs, baby. Uh, obviously, they let go Cal Dubas about maybe about two weeks ago around there. Uh, and they made it official. The next GM, I think the 18th GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs history is none other than former Flames general manager Brad Tree Living. Gentlemen, what are your thoughts here? I genuinely have. I'm Googling him now to see his history. I genuinely have no thoughts. <laughs> Cat, Cat Friendly does it pretty good. They show you all of his signings, all of his trades, mm-hmm. and all that shit. Well, the big thing, uh, of course, is that Brad Tree Living dealt with two guys who were on expiring contracts in Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk and uh, didn't do too admirably with them with uh, Johnny Gaudreau leaving after the. Uh, after his contract expired, so they didn't get shit for him. And Kachuk, they at least got something out of him. But uh, now Tree Living comes in, and he has to deal with the Matthews contract, which is a massive, massive deal in Toronto. Uh, so he's got to deal with that with Toronto um, having Matthews for just one more year. We don't know if Matthews is 100% coming back or what's going on there. So he's going to be – that's his number one priority is dealing mm-hmm. with Matthew Kachuk the way he tried to deal with uh, Goudreau and, and Kachuk. So – yeah, that, that that he has some experience there. He not great experience, uh, considering uh, Goudreau left under his watch. But at least he has some experience, and maybe he can uh, coax Matthews into a, a good deal to stay. But uh, at the end of the day, it'll it just depends on whether Matthews wants to stay or not. I don't think that the GM will make too much of a big deal about it, unless of course he hands him a boatload of cash. That always makes a guy stay. But uh, of course, if uh, for the good of the team, you don't want to spend a guy. Don't want to spend too much on a guy and considering it can uh, hamper the rest of your roster in this cap league, this hard cap league. So, yeah, so the the big thing for me is is just he's got the experience dealing with those guys. And now he comes in and the same kind of thing. And he's got to do with the the same shit again. It's a fucking pressure cooker, though, right? Because if he doesn't get it right, he's going to be gone in like two years because. 
Yeah, the Leafs are like a, like a, a cru- crucifix, like a crucible. It's like this is a, a major turning point for the franchise, it, depending on the the Matthews, Nylander, even the Marner contract coming up too. So this guy is put right into the fire. There's uh, a lot of thrown in the water. You better learn how to swim, right? Like, Yeah, he, he went from the flames into the, the pan, however, however that saying goes, into the, from the, the, the pan into, into the, the fire. Pan? Yeah, so it's like the yeah, other like, way around. Right? Coming from the flames, now he's in the, <laughs> in the, the leaf pan. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be a fascinating experience here following uh, Leafs this offseason with the, the new GM in town. And, uh, yeah, it, it's – it's uh, I, I don't mind tree living. I think he's an okay GM, but uh, he's going to need to be at the top of his game to settle the Leafs fans down the way that they are so fucking fired up these days. You know what? I, I, I do think that he did well last offseason with with uh, with the two players like like uh, Gaudreau left obviously, but he traded Kachuk. He got back two solid players. He signed Kadri to kind of replace Huberdeau a little bit, give him some center depth or replace Gaudreau. But yeah, and it was just a matter of the players didn't fit uh, Terrell Slaughter's Slaughter system. So maybe now if Keith sticks around or if he gets a better coach, maybe it, it can be something where he turns a, a iffy situation or a potentially negative situation into a positive for the Leafs. It's it's a bit – so he's got so much, to, like Joel said, to do right away, right off the hunt. You have the Matthews extension looming. You have Nylander extension looming. What are you going to do with Marner? He has a full no-move kicking in in July 1st. We got the draft coming up. Like, well, is Sheldon Keefe your guy? You got to figure out what you're doing for a coach or not. There's so many things. It's like we brought up a couple episodes ago. This isn't going to be like a long-term thing where we're like, okay, give him four years and we'll evaluate. It's like this guy's going to be evaluated within the next – you know, two to three months for Christ's sakes, whether that's fair, you know, not really, but that's the job that you, that you, that you signed up for. So I understand that now, realistically though, like, and this is something from a behind the scenes kind of thing. And I don't know if you guys have been paying too much attention about what's been going on or what's been leaking out of the, uh, the Toronto camp as of late. But uh, I gotta say like Bradshaw living is pretty much like the most expensive or the most highest paid assistant general manager in the national hockey league. Cause essentially he's not calling the shots boys. Nothing gets through here with Bradshaw Living. Shanahan's the one making all the decisions. So you got your little choir boy. You got your little optic guy that says, this is our GM. This is our guy. It doesn't matter. He's not making the fucking decisions anyways. So like I said, the, essentially the highest paid assistant general manager in the entire league. And But you know what? It's not necessarily a bad thing. Essentially what he'll be doing is he'll be finding deals, finding proposals to give to Shanahan. So, and, and you know, these could be good. I, a lot of Leaf fans are being a little negative here. I, do I love Bradshaw Living? No, I don't. I think the best available GM for the Leafs probably would have been Kyle Duke. But that's neither here nor there. That that ship has sailed. It doesn't matter. But that's just not shit on the guy. And you know, but you know what it is like. I got I got a little suspicion here. I think that Brandon Shanahan was just sick of you know Kyle Dubas was hotter than him. So he's like, I gotta hire the biggest, <laughs> ugliest looking, toe looking motherfucker I can to be your GM and kind of give himself a little bit of a, a little bit of a fucking tire pump here. So maybe that that's what he did with Bradshaw Living. Uh, either way, it's not a worse signing. I think it's not as What's the word? It's not as impactful. It's not even as relevant, I guess, as most people think, because we it's been proven now. Like Shaney's the one calling the shots, hundred percent. So uh, true living, good for him. Get the money. He's already got that Boston pizza money. But hey, whatever. Let's hope he does well for the Leafs. And fingers crossed that we have some success here, man. The 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 Brad Shannon's gonna be in the major hot seat though if this doesn't work out. He's, he is. He's absolutely done if this doesn't work out because uh, he put his nuts on the table. Fired Dubas, hired a new guy. But if this guy doesn't work out, Shanahan is done. I could see this being the fall guy. I could see this being, you know what, if, if it goes well, Shanahan gets the credit. But if it goes poorly, then Trey Levin gets, gets the axe. I, I could see no. it going that way, too. 
Well, you know who's but making it, the decisions. No, but but it's open now, Ryan. Like this is Shanahan's making the he's calling the shots. Like every it's it's fully open, it's transparent, it's out there, everybody knows it now. And that's not even just like rumor and innuendo. That's like legit. He's calling no, the, the shots. Tree living no, doesn't work his, out. Shannon ain't working out. Yeah. His ass should, should be on the line, absolutely. So I, 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 I do enjoy hearing that. And tree living's not like this guy, obviously, AGM of Arizona, which I know isn't really the greatest track record, but he's been around the league. He's been in Calgary. This guy loves trading conditional first round picks. And I'll tell you right now, for a franchise that literally had their entire like decade and a half ruined from like 2004 till about 2020 because they didn't have any fucking first round picks. That's a little weary. This guy loves moving conditional first-round picks, so I, I don't know. Well, we'll see how it plays out, though. Hey, let's go. You're a Leaf now. You're blue and white, baby. Let's go. You're my you're my GM, reluctantly, but uh, here we go. All right, let's get out of here. Let's keep it moving. Let's go over to the West a little bit. Some news coming out of the Nashville Predators. Barry Trotz kind of makes his first big move as the head honcho there. He hires uh, Andrew Burnett to be the head coach of the Nashville Predators. Gentlemen, any thoughts on uh, everything going down in Smashville here? I think having Barry Trotz as the GM there is a great idea. But by by, by Nashville, I mean, uh, Internet probably a, a decent coach. He coached down there in Florida, coached the President's Trophy winners. Obviously, they got eliminated in the playoffs. Now they're better without him, possibly. So that, But I, I think the biggest thing I saw from Nashville today was Barry Trotz talking about the draft. He said he told his scouts to take some swings, take some high-end swings on some guys. He said he can find he can find third-line, fourth-line grinder type of guys, like go out and take those big swings on players. And that's what teams, that's what organizations should be looking to do. You know, take take a huge swing on on, on Mikov. Take a huge swing on on these European players that might not come over and may not pan out. You know, you can find these dime a dozen veteran bottom six guys, but you can't find that that top line talent without overpaying for them at free agency or at a trade or, or what have you. So I, I like that. I like that uh, mentality from Trotz there, and I think that that what it is what uh, Nashville is going to be doing moving forward with Brunette behind the bench. They are kind of in flux a little bit. They have Johansson, they have Duchesne, they have Soros, they have those guys. But, I mean, I can't see Nashville being a cup contender anytime soon. I kind of can see the Nashville Predators being a cup contender. In uh, a weak Western uh, conference, or especially in a a weak Central division, um, the Nashville Predators were... Excellent in the last third of the year, making a push for the playoffs there with a bunch of young guys coming up, a bunch of young no-name guys too in the absence of a lot of guys who are injured and, and just trading off Ekholm. So the Predators, are, I think, will be competitive pretty quickly here. I, I do like what they've got going on. Um, and Andrew Burnett comes in as a proven winner. He, of course, he was behind the bench for most of the, Panther, or the, yeah, the Panthers' uh President's Trophy winning season and then was behind the bench with the Devils as an assistant coach, got their power play going excellently, got their offense going. So I like them to, I like him to boost this Nashville offense quite a bit. So, uh, yeah, and with the Nashville having uh, Saros and Net, I think that he'll have another outstanding year. So, yeah, I, I still think Nashville will be uh, competitive in the Central Division, especially with another coach coming in who will boost those guys, get some of the guys who weren't playing well playing better back to their old form. And uh, yeah, I, I quite like this hire here with Andrew Burnett was a, is a great offensive coach. We can criticize him somewhat for the lack of the adjustments when he was at the Panthers, when he was playing against the lightning, got swept and all that. But uh, over the course of his career as a head coach, um, even if it was just the one season, I think that he did a great job taking over from Quenville and then uh, 
boosting his resume too with the Devils, who had an outstanding year as well. So yeah, I quite like this hire for the National Predators, and uh, I think that they'll have a decent season. Yeah, I agree with a lot of things you said there, man. Like, first of all, Andrew Burnett is a coach. You know, I think you know he'll be fine. I think he was with an interim coach with the Panthers, like last year or something like that. Uh, so he's got a little bit of experience. He's, he's only, I think he's only like 50 years old or something. Former player, so he knows what it takes to play in the National Hockey League, and not that far removed. It's not like this is a guy that played in like 19 fucking 85 or something like that. Like he knows how how to win uh, in the modern hockey league. Uh, and then as well, just from a team point of view, like yeah, I. I'm kind of a Julie on this one, and I don't hate the Preds. I think they got what they got. I'm looking at it right now. They got two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and three third-round picks uh, in this year's draft alone. So this is going to be a big draft for this team, a big up and up. You know, hopefully they can get some assets and actually find themselves some players. I think from a win-now point of view, though, like in order to win in the NHL, you build from the back, right? And you you touched on it. they got UC Soros. He's a Vesna quality goaltender. Uh, the likes of Roman Yossi, Ryan McDonough on defense, even. You know, to a lesser extent, he's still not. He's a formidable player. They just traded for Tyson Berry as well. Bit of an aging decor, but hell, these guys can still play, man. Uh, and then up front, you know, Philip Forsberg's a guy. You know, Matt Deshane can still play in this hockey league. Colton Sissons has been effective. Like they, they have people. Ryan Johansson, like. I don't see them out of the woods. You touched on it. They're not playing in the greatest division here. Like I, I don't see you know moving forward why they can't you know have a strong team here. A lot of it will come down to this draft. But then again, you know. Barry Trotz is a smart hockey man, so I trust him as a GM. So I'm sure a lot of other people would, man. So Nashville could be on the come up here. You'll look out for them almost a, maybe a retool on the fly, if you will. Like I said, some of those D guys are aging out a little bit. But, you know, it'd be kind of interesting to see where they go in the long term, maybe like, you know, two, three, four years or so down the line. All right, uh, move into how fucking official did that sound? That sounded sick. Uh, all right, moving down the line here, we're moving uh, over to Washington. Speaking of Barry Trotz, you're going to his former team where he won a Stanley Cup as head coach. Uh, well, the Capitals got a new head coach. He got Spencer Carberry. He was uh, an assistant coach with the Toronto Maple Leafs for the past couple of years. Uh, the guy's apparently from the sounds of it, from what I've heard, he's had multiple offers to kind of go behind the bench. I heard a lot of people say, though, that uh, the condition for him coming to Washington is it's your job to get Ovi to hit this goal record i don't i don't know what you make of that we're bringing you in but boy you sure as shit better get over this record here um but you know what that a good coach gets their best players to score right and best players to play well and to produce and alex ovechkin's the best player still on the washington capitals so if anything you couldn't expect anything less uh i think it'll be cool to see kyberry get a chance here at a starting job and you know washington's a team that obviously didn't have things go the way they wanted to last year again another team that is starting to age out a little bit but they, they got they got some talent on that team man so uh, i don't know they'll be pushing for the playoffs next year i don't know if they quite make it a couple questions in goal obviously you know i'm not a big uh a big fan of fucking what's his name former colorado goalie there i'm blanking what's that guy that i don't like kemper there you go <laughs> fuck. fuck darcy kemper uh but yeah man, so i don't know we'll see how it goes here uh good to see cavalry get a, get a shot of the bigs though yeah, I didn't know a lot about him, but reading up on him, it looked like he he coached the Hershey Bears, which is the Capitals AHL team, from uh, 2018 till 2021. When he was hired by, by the Leafs. He, he they won the AHL President's Trophy 2021. He won the AHL's best best coach uh, coach of the year, the uh, Louis A. R. Pierre Memorial Award. So he seems like a, a a good guy who's been around the game a lot. Toronto obviously saw something in them, a, a young enough guy. I mean, he's barely older than Ovi there. So, yeah, I mean, the Capitals are, aren't in a great spot anyway. Like, they're in, in a tough division with with teams around them that are on, on the up and up. But 
they're still hanging around with Ovi and Backstrom and Kuznetsov and Carlson and you know Kemper, whoever can keep it up in that. So they'll be in the mix. I think Carberry may be able to, you know, get the best out of those younger guys that maybe were on that Hershey Bears team a few years ago. So if he can get the best out of the out of the bottom six and the top six can play like they have throughout their careers, you know, the Capitals may have a chance. For sure. Good to see a, a younger guy coming in, getting his chance to play in the league. We've seen um, other guys come in from the AECHL, notably John Cooper and Jared Bednark go on to win the Stanley Cup. So the Capitals are looking to capitalize on that kind of trend. Ooh. And uh, yeah, like Carberry is responsible for the Leafs power play, which of course is a, a Capitals mainstay with uh, Ovechkin on that left wing there. So yeah, how, how much thought say. you got to put in? How much thought you got to put into the Capitals power play? You just pass the puck hey. to Ovi so he blasts pucks in the net from his fucking kitchen. He's been doing it for 20 years. The little things, the little things matter, right? Getting the <laughs> getting the right play to the to the tape of the stick okay. of Ovechkin, uh, it, it could lead to two or three more goals this season. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that, I think that definitely factored in. Um, we'll see how the Leafs power play responds. I know it hasn't been great in the playoffs, but it's been excellent in the regular season the past couple of years. Um, but yeah, I mean, Spencer Carberry is a, an up and coming coach. So I think the Washington Capitals did a good job here, even though I don't think that they're serious contenders next year, even though they have, uh, you know, some old veterans and, uh, a decent young core coming in with a Connor McMichael at the Kilbeal player, but. Lack of talent there, especially in the in the strong metropolitan division. It'll be tough for Spencer Carberry in this first year, but uh, I think that he can be a, like a linchpin, like a foundation for the Washington Capitals going forward. Yeah, I think the, the, Caps had sorry. I think the Caps had a lot of injuries last year too. I think like Tom Wilson missed a lot of time. I think John Carlson as well. Carlson. Those are some big boys for that team. Yeah, I think oh yeah, Oshie did too. I think, but yeah, this is a spot where I love a higher like Carberry. Like you're not gonna have a veteran coach come in and tell Ovi and Carlson and Backstrom and Kuznetsov what to do. Like that's not gonna happen. But Carberry is a guy who's been coaching now for over a decade. He's coached up through the ranks. He's coached with a bunch of different veteran coaches that he's you know picked up tidbits from here and there, so he can he can use those to you know maybe take this team from a bubble team to a playoff team or from a first round exit to a second round exit like you know maybe go maybe going around a little bit but yeah this is this is a spot where you know these up-and-coming coaches should get a chance rather than you know get another retreaded coach in there look at us we're in full off season four i just breaking down coaches and gms (laughs) look at us go all right um uh, are we going ads now? Are we going ads? Yeah, yeah let's bring right. out some ads. All right, we got we got we got to check out Edge Boost. Uh, this episode is supported by Edge Boost. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in betting advances, which can be an extremely valuable tool. Imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll. Get down on some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll for months. Double down on a favorite bet you like, or even use to create an awesome middle or hedge some of those futures that you have. Edge Boost isn't some sleazy loan shark. They charge zero interest. Do you know of a way you can access more money to place your favorite bets without paying any interest? Support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, boys. We're moving along here. We made it all the way through the regular season. We made it through that shitty all-star break that always happens that fucking stinks. We made it back to the playoffs. We made it through three rounds of the playoffs. Absolutely exhilarating. And gentlemen, it's time for us to talk about 
the 2022-2023 Stanley Cup Finals. Boys, we ready to rock and roll here or what? Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. That was a big one, Gilbert. boy. Okay, we're going to do this a little bit differently here. Because there's only one game to talk about, we're going to discuss maybe a little bit about the series as a whole. I imagine you guys touched on it a little bit last show before we get into the game here. Obviously, we have the Florida Panthers, the champions of the Eastern Conference, facing off against the Vegas Golden Knights, championships of the Western Conference. I believe the series odds as they stand, I think it's Vegas minus 125 on the series and then Florida plus 105. Uh, I might be wrong on that. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um, either way here, Florida... They're fucking the destiny team. Everybody's talking about it. They're the team of destiny. These guys, obviously, what do they do? They bounce the Bruins in the first round, the the best team in NHL history, Boston Bruins. After that, they go through the Leafs. After that, they go through the Carolina Hurricanes, team that won the Metro, for Christ's sakes. This is no slouch. It's been no slouching path for this team to get where they are, and they've earned it, man. They've earned it well with the play of the likes of, you know, Sergey Bobrovsky standing on his absolute head, Matthew Kachuk just being a stone-cold killer every chance he gets. Uh, Sam Bennett just fucking taking off heads hard on the puck. They got Montour has been a stud on the back end. Uh, Carter hey has been an absolute stud. Yeah, they've got guys. They got guys and they've earned where they are for here. You know, I don't think anybody saw this coming. We talked about this before, uh, but this Florida team is no slouch. Then you got the Vegas Golden Knights, man. You know, they finished first in their division as well. There's a bit of a battle, a bit of a grind for them to get there. It's kind of could have been anybody's game, but hey, there's something to be said for getting it done and they were able to get it done in the regular season and they've been able to get it done in the playoffs too as well. They took down the Winnipeg Jets a a lot of people, including myself, uh, for whatever reason, thought Winnipeg was going to win that series. Vegas said not a chance in hell. They took them to the cleaners, uh, took down the Oilers, and they just take out the Stars. Uh, these are no slouch teams. It's the same with Florida, man. Like These guys have been doing work in the playoffs. They've had the likes of Jack Eichel being an absolute stud. Uh, Stone's been hurt, but he's been putting up numbers as well. Uh, they've had players show up that back end. You know, it's absolutely incredible. Fucking Petriangelo, Theodore. Like, these guys are absolute killers as well. But big questions in goal. But you know what? Since Aiden Hill has came in, he's been playing solid. He's been, you know, he has been losing the games. He's been giving them every chance to win. That's all you can ask for a goalie here. Uh, two great coaches going at it with Bruce Cassidy and Paul Maurice as well. Uh, pretty crazy storylines coming out of this game, man, or out of this series, out of this whole playoff run. So I think we got a hell of a series here, boys. What are your what are your pre-series predictions here? Any thoughts? Yeah, that was a great breakdown there. We did touch it on a little bit on uh, on Monday night, uh, heading into it. But but yeah, I, I think my main thing that I, I I've realized since then is that you know the Panthers they like you said they beat the Bruins, they beat the Leafs, and they beat the Canes, three teams that were legit Stanley Cup contenders. If they won the cup, you wouldn't have been shocked at all, especially especially the Bruins. But Vegas, you know, they beat Winnipeg. Winnipeg was a goalie, and some team, some players got injured. <laughs> they, they beat Edmonton, who, you know, we we thought Edmonton had a chance now. McDavid, Drysaddle, finally got Ekholm, finally looked like they had Stuart Skinner and Net. But Vegas got past them. And then, you know, the Stars, I don't think anyone really thought they would make it too far. They, they, it took them seven games to beat the Kraken, beat the Wild in six. You know, maybe they could be a team that makes the final and, and beats a lesser team like, like the Panthers. But the Knights, they're, they're just so for some reason, sneaky good. Like, they don't have the... I guess they have the top talent in Eichel, but, like, after that, Marchessault's decent, Stone's decent, but they have the depth that, like, the, the Hurricanes, the Hurricanes and Panthers do. They're just sneaky good. We, we've been counting them out all playoffs long, kind of all season long, besides you, Talon. You you were really... You turned a corner on them at some point, just had that yeah. back, but... Uh, fuck you. Hell yeah. <laughs> Love it, Joel. Let it soak in. But yeah, I, I still think it's the Panthers. It's been an underdog story this whole time, and they're and they're still the underdogs. Heading into the series against the Hurricanes, I was like, you know what? This might be where it, where it ends for them, but they, they swept them. They, they've only lost one game since, since the first round. Like, 
It's hard to go anywhere but the Panthers now, especially at, I think, plus 105 here, the book we're using, plus 110 elsewhere as underdogs. The whole rest versus rust thing, I'm sure we'll get into, but like, I think they, both teams now have had enough time off. Vegas is going to have four days off, which might be the right amount, but Panthers have had, what, 10 days off? So that might be too much, but but I, but I think Ekblad and Barkoff were both battling things, so if they're healthier, it's definitely going to help them, so... I need the Panthers to win, and I truly do think they are going to win the Cup. Originally, last week, I thought that the Panthers were uh, the better team, but uh, after looking into it a little bit more, I know the Panthers have been the they have the better resume, of course, beating the Bruins, the best team in the league. Now they beat the Leafs, one of the best teams in the league. But the Hurricanes, one of the best teams in the league, whereas the the Knights, they beat the, the Jets, who were struggling half the season. You know, they had a strong run in the first half, but definitely struggled the second half. And then they, they, they beat the Oilers, who just, the goaltending fell apart. Their bottom six fell apart. They can only get scoring from their top six, mainly from McDavid and Drysaddle. And then uh, they, they beat the the Stars, who just, uh, I don't know, fell on their own sword. I don't know what's going on with the Stars. Uh, just some bad goaltending, too. But you put it all together. Like, the Knights make... You look bad. The Knights are able to turn your weaknesses against yourself. Like they're, they're able to capitalize on the weaknesses of the other team, which is why I think that they are the the rightful favorites here. And and they have the depth. They have more depth, and more importantly, they're bigger. Like the, the the path is able to bully the other teams because they're all smaller. Like mm-hmm. the Bruins are smaller, Hurricanes are smaller, Leafs are smaller. The Panthers just just outmuscled them. I was outdisciplined them. And we're able to uh, capitalize on those clutch chances. But I don't think that they can do that against the Knights, who are able to uh, bully a little bit and get in front of the goalie, who will bother Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky is uh, basically untouched. Like, the Bruins are able to do shit to him because the Bruins are are excellent in terms of, like, passing the puck, getting, getting in, like, those two-on-ones and just uh, and beating a goalie. And they did. Bobrovsky was not the reason why the, the Panthers won that series. Uh, Bruins lost that because they kept turning the fucking puck over. But uh, that's definitely why they lost the series. Uh, but the, the Hurricanes and the, especially the Leafs, the Leafs kept turning the puck over and they couldn't get shots on goal. They couldn't get like the, the crucial shots on goal. They couldn't bother the goalie. But the Knights will be able to do that. They'll get in front of the goalie. They'll be able to bother him and get those defenders out of the fucking way and they'll get pucks on net. So I, I quite like the Knights to win this series. They'll be able to uh, have the size advantage, whereas the the other teams did not have the size advantage against the Panthers. So the, the, the Panthers will lose that advantage, and I think the Knights win the series ultimately. But it's going to be close. Like the, I, I think that the series is fairly priced. I'm not saying that the Knights are going to fucking win this four nothing, five one or whatever. Four one. Yeah. Never know. You said, you, you said that pre show too. Five one. Going to win oh, in six. Man, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm thinking there, but the, I, I think the Knights are the better team here in terms of this matchup. Uh, it's just if the Panthers play the Stars, I think the Panthers are a better advantage. But I guess the Knights, who are able to ma- match them up with the, the every line, is just uh, equal, equal. And then they have the size advantage too, and the defense is so much bigger. So yeah, the Panthers won't be able to bully the Knights like they did against the the Leafs and the Hurricanes. So. I quite like the the Knights to win this. All un, unfortunately for, um, for Ryan. 
I'm uh, I'm right there with you, Joel. I like a lot of things you said there too. I think the size uh, size advantage you brought up is definitely worth pointing out as well. That's a great point. Um, but yeah, I'm on the Knights, man. And you know what? The thing about this like Knights team, man, this Vegas team is that they they're playing hockey the right way, and they're playing hockey right the right way with their stars. You look at a guy like Jack Eichel, you look at a Mark Stone, you look at a William Carlson, a Martha or a Jonathan Marshall. Like these guys, yeah, they're talented players, but they're willing to just fucking chew through leather to win this goddamn hockey game. Like they'll go into the corners, play hard and get the puck, win puck battles. Every single puck battle is important. and means to them and give some credit to Bruce Cassidy for kind of installing those values onto these players, man. But like, they give a shit and they play like they care. Like Jackie aces, has been an absolute stud, but this guy isn't just playing like a superstar. He's playing like a guy that wants it. And that's so easy to say, of course, every team wants it, but it's what we talked about. I remember bringing up in the Florida Leafs here. Are you willing to take that hit? To make that play are you willing to get your head fucking taken off just to get a pass that'll give maybe a an off chance of like a two-on-one or something like that and everybody on this team seems to have bought in you know you got chandler stevenson he's he's been a dog for this team you know on the center position and then their defense too i don't think florida has played a better defense than the vegas gold knights in this entire playoffs you know boston had a good decoy they made some big acquisitions picking up orlov there was definitely big but i uh, compared to the likes of an alex petriangelo alec martinez shea theodore fucking mcnab like uh, nicholas hag like these guys guys are players man these are excellent players on the back end so i don't think florida's seen that good of a defensive team yet and you know what florida they don't they don't dominate you they, they capitalize on mistakes and let's face it bruce cassidy doesn't like his team making mistakes you do you hear what he said after the what was it the fifth game or whatever against the dallas series he said we uh we gave up 24 fucking turnovers you couldn't even beat the arizona coyotes in january give it up 24 you're like some shrapnel going arizona's way they're unnecessary but he's right man and that's the that's the way that he gets his team playing smart fucking intelligent hockey and just battling and caring man so i i love the knights in this they have the firepower obviously there's some questions in goal here but you know what aiden hill hasn't gave you a reason to doubt him yet you know he didn't really have to be lights out in that last dallas game but still you know he made 21 22 saves that game so uh, give him some credit where credit's due man this team's this team's playing well now i just pumped vegas's tires pretty good here i want him you know reiterate and just make sure that i'm clear like this florida team can easily win this series as well this in no way is just like an absolute slaughterhouse this could be a coin flip man florida could come up they could play well they could they got the guys they got matthew kachuk who's it's the same thing i said with vegas these guys want to eat through leather to get it done as well you know they'll do whatever it takes to get done but i just don't think from a team talent and depth point of view that they have enough to make it happen um the the 10-day break ryan touched on it the whole rest versus rest kind of thing I think that might hurt him a little bit, bro. Like, this team has just been rolling. Yeah, I know that they closed out series early against Toronto and obviously the sweep on Carolina, so they're, they're used to a little bit of rest here. But, you know, I feel like the Florida Panthers are going to show up. My biggest question with 10 days off is in net, man. Sergey Bobrovsky exactly. has had everything hit him. And I'll tell you from experience, when you're in, like, a fucking mo- mojo like that, the last thing you want to do is take 10 days off, dude. Everything finds its way to hit you. You're in your groove. You want to you want to get back on the ice tomorrow. And obviously, I'm sure they've been practicing. Yeah, it, it's different, bro. You can't replicate mm-hmm. NHL, especially playoff hockey, in practice. So you can do all the battle drills you want, man. But the real question is going to be a net. And, hey, Bob's been, he's been a killer out there, dude. He could easily show up and put up another fucking 50 save night. I think he's had what over 40 saves and like some stupid like 70% of the playoff games he's played in this year. It's absolutely insane. Obviously, he can do it, but I think this 10 days off is going to hurt him. No, I mean, that's I, what I'm I saying, man. I was equating to uh, Bobrovsky to like a three point shooter all along, right? Like, uh, once you get a timeout, once you get like a five or six minutes off, 
all of a sudden those those uh, those three pointers don't go in all the time, right? So it's the same kind of thing. Once the goalie cools off, you're not going to make those clutch saves all the time. And uh, yeah, Dubrovsky is is on a heater right now, no doubt. But uh, we got to look at the longer sample size, and he's not been a good goalie for the past three years. So this is clearly something anomalous in terms of his performance of the past few years. So yeah, I, I'm definitely fine with fading Bobrovsky in this series. Let's go Knights. Yeah, yeah. That, that is one of the worries. Like if he just comes out and is, is cold and just is not what he was. And if he gets pulled, like, you, you know, he probably may have confidence issues. I mean, I think Alex Lyon obviously had a great end of the regular season. I don't know if I trust him in this final, but <laughs> yeah, what are, we, what are we talking about? <laughs> but yeah, I, I was thinking about earlier, earlier today, I think, I think the Panthers, I mean, 10 days off is way too many, but they needed at least a couple extra days off to recover from that four overtime game because they never were able to. They were in high stress situations from puck drop until until they swept them. There were one goal games. Brendan Moore talked about it overtime once, two or two times, almost a third time. Now they finally kind of had t- had time to breathe. I, I don't know if Vegas has as a time, but the thing is, like, no matter who wins this. I don't hate either team. Like there's not hateable players on either team. Like if Vegas wins their first cup, great. If Matthew Chuck wins it, great. Like I think this should be a great Stanley Cup final and a lot of fans are going to miss out on that. No. <laughs> <laughs> no? I like the players. Like I, I, I've explained this before. I don't like these uh, fucking shitty markets winning the cup, but that's my own personal opinion. You guys can disagree. You guys can hate me on my fake Twitter. But, uh, yeah, I, I love Matthew Kitschuk. I love Bobrovsky. I love uh, Sam Bennett. I love uh, Mark Stone. He's a great player. I love Alex Petrangelo, even though he's a fucking blues cunt. But uh, <laughs> as for the teams themselves, like the cultures and the fan bases, I don't like it. I want right. to see OG teams winning this fucking thing. You'd rather see suits in the, in the Leafs? Oh, not the Leafs. Town, not the right. Leafs. Leafs don't win. They don't count. You'd rather see Get suits in town, Montreal? Joel. Yeah, Montreal for sure. Montreal Yo, fans are crazy, bro. Yeah, they're no, nuts. Okay, one one quick thing. I want to go back to Brodowski real quick, and then we can get into the game itself. Um, if Florida wins the Stanley Cup and Sergei Brodowski wins the Stanley Cup, is he a Hockey Hall of Fame goalie? Let me run through it here. Two Vesna trophies, potential Stanley Cup. Uh, I, he played for Russia at the Olympics. I don't think they medaled that year. He has World Championship gold, a uh, World Junior silver. It was, it was, it was, if they win the cup, is Sergei Bobrovsky in the Hockey Hall of Fame? Uh, I read something, saw something a few days ago about how the Hockey Hall of Fame is too tough on, on goalies, something with, with Cujo in there. And I mean, I, I don't know who's in the Hall of Fame. I really don't. I don't, I don't by name, Sergei Bobrovsky, Hall of Famer. I don't think so. Maybe if the Panthers make the cup final again with him. But it is going to be exciting. This Stanley Cup final, one $10 million player is going to win the cup. It's either going to be uh, Bobrovsky or Barkov on the Knights or on the Panthers, I believe. And then Jack Eichel is making $10 million on the uh, Golden mm-hmm. Knights. So it will be wild if it was Bobrovsky, especially after, you know, he signed that contract and got so much shit for it. Yeah, I'm no expert on the Hall of Fame or whatever. I don't care about that stuff. But <laughs> it'll definitely uh, make his contract worthy. Like everyone shot his contract for years now, and if he wins a cup with the Panthers, it's all worth it, worthwhile so far, and then uh, it'll shut up all the haters forever. 
Uh, I think he'd be. I think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But I'm a little suck for goalies, baby. But you're right, man. Everybody shit on this and guy's under. Yeah, I that too. Um, but you know what, man? Like uh, the thing you gotta remember too. This guy started the playoffs wearing a fucking baseball cap, right? So uh, going into the playoffs, he wasn't even the starting goalie. And there's there's an argument to be made that if Spencer Knight was actually playing, mm. you know, maybe uh, he Bobrovsky wouldn't have even been an option. Right. So uh, I don't know. It's it's interesting how the how, how the cards fall. But, hey, this is where we're at now. And good on uh, good old Sergey there. All right. Let's jump into the game here, boys. We got the one game. First game of the Stanley Cup finals ready for Saturday, June 3rd. We have the Florida Panthers against the Vegas Golden Knights. Game itself is in Vegas. Uh, Florida on the money line sitting at plus 110. Vegas on the money line at minus 130. The over under is at five and a half over paying off minus 120. The under plus 100. Ryan, do us the honors, baby. Go first. Yeah, I was going to say this when we were discussing this series, too. Like, this is the time, the only time you can really discuss the series. I mean, not not too much confidence, though, because you don't know how these teams are going to match up. You don't know until you see them on the ice. They only played, what, two times this season, both one at home. Uh, most recently in March, Florida won one at home. But yeah, I mean, game one is they're going to be feeling each other out. We're going to see what each team is made of. And. I think possibly for this whole series, I might just be taking the underdog on the money line in each game. Florida game one plus 110. I mean, they've won, what, seven games in a row now. They've won long, lost one in the past two series. I, I, I can't go against them. I, I think they win the cup. I, I thought even if, you know, even if I was slightly leaning to Vegas, I would think that plus 110, plus 115 on Florida is a bit too much. I, I think this is going to be, be a close game. The total is also interesting, like five and a half. I want to I want to lean to the over over five and a half minus one twenty. Both teams can score, but also both teams have been playing under games as playoff games go. So, no real strong play either way. But I, I would lean Florida plus one ten, and then probably the under five and a half plus one hundred. I was looking at one of those uh, Panthers oh. plus two and a half under six and a half parlay at minus one ten. If you think it's going to be a low scoring game, I think that should hit. Bruh. Bro. Didn't you just lay 100 puck bucks on Florida to win the game? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Why do you say you lean to it? I lean to it. Then why do you lay 100 <laughs> because, puck bucks on it? Because if you're, are you leaning like Michael Jackson or you leaning like Fat Joe when he leans back like about half an inch? If I'm gonna bet the Panthers <laughs> now, they're they're a better line for them to be game one than they are for the series. So I'm gonna bet them for game one. That's more than a lean, bro. 100 puck bucks. That's the biggest bet that I, I I'm, I'm looking at all your bets right now. No, it's not definitely not. I bet over, over hundred. I bet over hundred multiple times. My puck buck, my puck bucks right now are Hail Marys because I'm hundreds behind you guys. So I, don't don't equate my puck bucks with my actual one. Ones. Sounds no, like a no. little puck bitch. He, he's a puck <laughs> bitch. I haven't seen one that's more than hundred dollars. That's literally his biggest bet of the puck box. All right, we'll get the puck box. I bet 130 on the Leafs in game three. I bet 190 on the Oilers in round two. Okay. (laughs) That's two. And there's one series left. I have to go big. Go big or go home. Instead of the lean, though, come on, be faithful to our listeners. I am going to bet on the Panthers to win game one. Are you telling me that you don't put a lot of value in our puck box system, Ryan? I put some puck value in there. Jeez. All right. Whatever. So you don't even bet your puck buck bets. Neither do you, apparently. <laughs> yes, I do. I'm going to bet the Panthers game one. What are you doing here? Okay, fucking give us your pick, Joel. Look, if I if I bet, if I spend 100 puck bucks on something, I'm going to fucking bet it, okay? Believe me, <laughs> listeners, if I've spent 100 puck bucks on something, I'm going to fucking bet it. 
Oh and I'm not betting that. I'm not betting this either way, but uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going the other way anyway. Give me the Vegas Golden Knights, minus 130. They got the right advantage in terms of the rest versus rust shit. Uh, they have a few days off, plus the Florida Panthers has been off since, like, fucking 2021. And uh, like I said, the Bobrovsky's going to be cooling down and all that shit, which is why I was like over five and a half, even more, minus 120. Give me the over. I think we'll see some goals here. We'll see some power plays for once. We didn't see a lot of power plays in the conference finals, but game one of a Stanley Cup finals, we'll see some power plays and get both guys on the five and four. So I like the five and a half quite a bit. And, uh, yeah, the Gold Knights here at home, I think that they can get it done. Uh, Panthers have, uh, what? They were, they're pretty, they were very lucky in terms of their games against the Hurricanes and against the Leafs, for that matter. And I think that that shit dies down at some point. I think the buck stops here. Give me the Knights. Give me the Knights money line. Give me the fucking over five and a half. No fucking big deal. No fucking hundred puck puck bullshit. Just, uh, <laughs> just, uh, give me those fucking bets. No leans either way. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm going. Fast. <laughs> yeah. I'm going with the Knights, and I will be betting it because I do like the Knights in this first game here. I think uh, it's going to be a little bit of an eye-opener for Florida, uh, and Bruce Cassidy is going to have these boys ready to go. We saw what they did in that game six against Dallas Stars where they just came out off the hop and just said, fuck it, you know what, we're winning this game. And I think they're going to bring that exact same mentality in here. Uh, I know there hasn't been too much credence into home and away here, but let's face it. That Vegas arena is just going to be absolutely bumping here. So let's go Knights on the money line at minus 130. Uh, and as far as over-under goes, I don't really love it either way. I kind of got to go with the under, though, man, at 5.5 plus 100. This is one maybe I'll sprinkle a little bit on here. I'm going to end up putting a full unit on it, but whatever. Um, I, I, I like it. You know, Bobrovsky hasn't gave me a reason to fade him. And then the defense that I was so you know, pumping their tires with Vegas here. I put those two together. I got to go the under five and a half. I wish it was six and a half, but I mean, I can't be greedy. Uh, so I'm going to take that. Give me the under. And then most importantly, though, give me Vegas on the money line. Also, give me Jackie Aces to pop a goal here, man. Let's go. Let's fucking light this lamp. Let's get everything going. I love it. Let's go Knights, baby. What do you guys think of, think of this series over five and a half games at minus 180? Think this goes long, long series? I think it does. I think we see six or seven. Minus one eighty is a bit of juice, but yeah, I mean it's, it's like minus two ten, minus two twenty elsewhere. Yeah, not great. All right. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we tried. Um, all right, we got more ads here. We actually, I, I should put this up at the top of the show. Uh, we've got two more free contests for the Stanley Cup Finals and really? the NBA Finals. Enter exclusively on the SGPN app, series props, and game props. There's a $100 SGPN gift card up for grabs for each contest. You can get some of those sick Hockey Gear on Podcast hats or sweatpants. So download the SGPN app and enter today. Yeah, we got a uh, Stanley Cup final contest going on. It's going to be series-long props up there. Not props. It's like top, top goal scorer, winner, how many games. And then every game is going to have different props and stuff you can you can pick for Certain amount of points, and whoever gets the most points will get a hundred dollar gift card. So uh, make sure you check that out. All right, uh, we're gonna move into the puck puck challenge. I gotta say, yo, it is hot as balls right now, man. I turned off my air conditioner. It's fucking twenty four degrees outside right now, man. It's supposed to be in the, in, in the nineties here. Oh my, oh I don't, I don't know what that is in fake. It's only fourteen degrees here. Well, twenty four Celsius is seventy five. So yeah, that, that's that's pretty warm for uh, it's, t- ten o'clock at night. I know it's banana lands right now. It's hot as shit. Wait, what? Uh, At ten o'clock? 
It's 24 degrees right now. It's 10 p.m. It's hot as fuck. Oh, we got 17 a, degrees here at seven o'clock. <laughs> oh my god, must be nice. we got a heat warning in effect starting Sm- tomorrow. Apparently, smoke from seat. Canadian wildfires is causing poor air quality in Philadelphia. Thanks, guys. Holy shit. Well, you, You're you know what? Yeah, you deserve it, right? Well, <laughs> so fuck you. When, <laughs> I tell you, when, when you guys, when you guys, when, when you start using real temperature, we'll dial it back a little bit, okay? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, I, I've been trying on oh, my uh, Google, Google, my Chromecast. I have the Celsius and the Fahrenheit on there, so I can try. It. I can, I can learn it. Well done. You know, I, I'm trying I appreciate to re- reverse that. colonialization here. <laughs> we're bringing it back, baby. Uh, all right, we're getting into the HGPPBC. It's a hockey gaming podcast. Puck, puck, challenge here. Obviously, it's the hottest thing going on at the playoffs. Uh, current standings, your boy. We're, we're not quite in the green, but we're in a winning record here. 27 and 25 for myself. Uh, I have 967 puck bucks and 90 puck cents available in my role. Uh, in second place, we got Jolie, 18 and 32 on his record. He's got 593 puck bucks and 66 puck cents. Uh, and then uh, Mr. Harold Mary, uh, Mr. Degre- or Celsius Degrees, I guess, himself, Ryan, uh, 22 and 39 with 315 puck bucks and 62 puck cents available. I'm going to kick us off here, boys. Uh, my puck butts are this one. We're going pretty. You're going pretty standard here i'm going to vegas golden knights money line uh, minus 130 in game one with 30 puck bucks absolutely love the knights in this spot here i think they come out swinging like i said when they're uh, breakdown i'm also taking the knights in the series minus 125 i'm gonna put 100 puck bucks down on that one and then uh i'm gonna sprinkle a little bit of a uh, brady kachuk here con smythe plus 290 30 puck bucks i realized i didn't have them um, and for whatever reason if they win i think that he is gonna get it done or at least him or bob Barofsky. All right, for me, I'm going with that uh, 100 puck buck bet we've heard much about on the Florida Panthers in game one at plus 110. There it is. Um, uh, if we were, if, <laughs> a slight lean there for 100 puck bucks. If we record, if Joel and I might record again later this week if we're doing some player props stuff. Might add some more then. But also going to add uh, Florida win game one in the series at plus 225. Uh, let's, put, let's put 25 puck bucks on that one. So 125 puck bucks in total on the Panthers here. I, th- I think they they should be more of a pick them here. So I give, give me the give me the Panthers game one, plus 110 for 100 puck bucks, and then them to win game one and the series for 25 puck bucks at plus 225. For the record, I uh, I like the pan or the the Knights to win the series, but uh, I'm not confident enough to lay any puck bucks on that. No leans or bets whatsoever. <laughs> We're just going to go with, uh, with a couple other ones here. We're going to go with Bratton Montour. Most points, 18 to 1, five puck bucks on that. This guy's a stud. He's the best uh, point producer. He works on the, the first power play unit for the Panthers. Uh, I like the value there if uh, we get some power plays for the Panthers. And this guy's going to be feeding assists all day long. He's going to be firing the puck on it all fucking series. So, yeah, 18 to 1 I think is a, is a decent bet. But another one, Ekblad. Most points, 130 to 1. Oh, my. One puck buck on this one. He's just a Montour 2.0. Like uh, this guy was originally the uh, the, the the best uh, Panthers defender in terms of offensive production. So I thought that 130 to one is just a crazy deal. So yeah, don't go crazy on this. It's but crazy deal. maybe maybe a little bit of money on that. That's fine. And uh, finally, Panthers Knights over five and a half minus one twenty. Fifteen puck bucks on this. I think we'll see some more power plays. We'll see some uh, unfamiliar goaltenders. With uh, the different teams and then goaltenders unfamiliar with the shooters, so we'll, we'll, I think we could see a high-scoring game in the first one. So uh, I, I, don't, I don't mind the over in the first game at five and a half, minus one twenty, fifteen puck bucks. But also a lean to the Knights in Game One and the series, no puck bucks yeah. on sure because those are proper leans. 
<laughs> All right, one thing I want to touch on. We talked about it a little bit before the show here. When it comes to certain things at this point in the season, okay, and I'm going to go a little bit into the, like, con Smythe bets right now. You know what? Uh, it's in my – this is just in my opinion. I could – you could have disagree. You could have different opinions. That's fine. I think the writing's kind of on the wall here for what how it's going to go down. If, if Florida wins, to me, it's either going to be Kachuk or Bobrowski. If Vegas wins, to me, it's either going to be Eichel or Stone. Now, I know – that's kind of up in the air. Obviously, it could be any. And I know that there are long shots here. But what I'm saying is, if you're looking at a play and you're like, oh, like I'm looking right now. If you see, like, I don't know, if you see, like, Chandler Stevenson, like, plus 3,000. Like, if you think to yourself, oh, there's some value on that. We'll put some money. The guys, Chandler Stevenson's not fucking winning the con Smythe, okay? This guy could score fucking four series clinching goals or, or game-winning goals in overtime. And the Knights could be down 0-3 and he comes back to win it. He's not winning the fucking con Smythe. Yes, he would. Uh, yes, he no, would. he wouldn't. Ryan, what is it's it's fucking over the entire playoffs. Just because he shows up for one fucking series. It's the most valuable player. I if think he scores the series. If he scores four overtime winners. I was. We had this exact same argument, Joel and I, last show about Stevenson. If he scored two overtime game winners, could be worth it. At, at Not a fucking chance. I'm telling you right now. Not you may look at their chance. value. I don't agree at all, man. I'm sorry. You missed out. If you wanted to bet Chandler Stevenson, you should have done it earlier. Like no, if I'm, you're looking I'm for value, to, but like uh, that, that's the argument to be made. Like if, if he does get those overtime winners he should win the con smite he should be i disagree player. what did he do the first three series yeah he was a he was a part of the team he was an asset did he outplay guys like eichel marshall salt william carlson no he okay. did stevenson is a bad example what about what about marshall so what about carlson what about I, there's definitely okay marshall Sol and carlson still potentially yes but i think it's set in stone man it's it's eichel no matter what i think like, if you've oh. gone this far and you look at the play I'm I'm all in on it, man. I, and like you look at a guy like Aiden Hill plus twelve hundred. Aiden Hill's not fucking winning the con Smythe, okay? So like, that's another thing. Like, there's no fucking chance, dude. The guy barely even played for more than fucking two series for Christ's sakes. So yeah, maybe it's a little different with Carlson and Marshall. So I'll give you that they've had strong playoff performances, but I, I just really think it's set on the wall. And if you're value hunting at this point of time, uh, I think you just missed the mark, man. You're all, I like always, what you said there. Always value hunting. Yes, you did. You definitely missed the mark. I just think that the Vegas Golden Knights have too many options for the Con Smythe to be worth anything at this point because it could be anyone. It could be Aiden Hill. It could be uh, Carlson. It could be Marshall So. It could be Eichel. It could be Stone. There's just too many options to invest in that market at this point because you are too wow. late. It, if you wanted to bet one of those guys, you had to do it before the uh, the Western Conference Finals. At this point, it, it, it's too tough. You can find an off-market price, and if you find like Stone, like uh, Ryan Stone, said, twenty-two 20 to, to one. Twenty-two to one. At Where's FanDuel. that? That's a fan. FanDuel. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, that's not bad. If you can find something like that, that's fine. But at most places, it's hard to find a valuable bet for the Smythe winner like, uh, on a Vegas player because mm -hmm. it could be any one of those guys. I don't think Eichel is a is a lock to win the Smythe. No, uh, at, what, at what point? At what point does value hunting though just become a donation? Like yeah, when you're this I, when you're this late along? Oh yeah, don't like, bet oh, fucking Alex Petrangelo. I completely yeah, agree. Exactly. Like, like, like to that point, like yeah, you have to narrow it down. Like I I am looking potentially to hedge my Panthers futures. Like I was looking at okay, I can either bet two different Smythe guys, even if I bet Eichel and and Stone, I still could could be screwed. Let me just put that money on the Knights to to like guarantee. The hedge. If I go that go that route, I, I haven't yet. I, I don't play but that game. A, a, a long shot that I'm looking at now that could be worth it is uh Ivan Barbashev at 100. Oh, get the fuck! Ivan Barbashev isn't oh, winning the man. fucking Pond Smythe. Jeff Merrick in the house. Jeff Merrick. 
That's what I'm saying, though. He, Ivan Barbashev isn't going to win the fucking Conn Smythe, no, Gilbert. I love Ivan Barbashev, but he's not going to get the, the hearts and minds but of the he, He's like, no, I, I no. If the if the Knights win it, it's <laughs> going to be Eichel or Stone. And if the Panthers win it, it's uh should be Kachuk or Bermuda. No, it's not necessarily Eichel or Stone, though. It could be Marshall. It could be Carlson. It could be Aiden Hill. Depends on the next uh, four, five, six, seven games. I think Eichel would have to disappear to not win it. I don't know, but even like I get, I, I and like even to an extent with Julie. Aiden like, Hill has the best narrative of all of them, in my opinion. He, oh, he didn't. No, Jack Eichel does. Jack Eichel no, does. Yes, he does. Aiden Hill coming out of nowhere, like Mark just Stone the fucking third goalie. Like debilitating. Fucking sentimental Jack voters will absolutely. Oh no, 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 yes, no! Not will. a chance, bro. Fucking Jackie Eichel has the best story in this. This guy's never lost a playoff round, and it took him eight He's years American. to get. The He's American. He's American. Is Aiden Hill even Canadian? Even better for narrative. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I guess that's just what I'm saying. Like, just be careful value hunting this late in the season. No, they, you can still I, get like plus 400, plus 425. My point like, is, I, I, I do agree with that. Like, no, don't uh, bet Knights cons my futures right now. Okay, don't do it. Or don't if you do, it. make sure it's a favorable price to a different book, like Stone at 20 to one compared to sure. 15 to one, 10 to one. Sure. But yeah, pro- probably not. <laughs> fucking Nick Cousins plus You're just better off better than the Knights, cool. okay? I think that <laughs> yeah. the if you want to bet the Panthers is Bobrovsky or Kachuk, I don't know. It, it, it's less value than even betting the Panthers of those series though at this point. So Consmite is is written and done with. You should have got your bets in beforehand. Yeah. It's uh right now it's all about the games. Whoever wins the fucking series. There's no dope, there's no cigarettes. You missed it. You're stupid. You missed it. Okay? Yeah. You're fucking stupid. Play off. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right we got that out there we're good boys anything else you want to add here before we wrap things up nope all right we're gonna keep it moving out everybody go check out the sports gambling podcast network website that's the place to be tons of stuff going on in the world of sports we're wrapping up a little bit though babies be careful uh, obviously we got nhl playoffs we're in the finals we got nba playoffs apparently are in the finals uh french open and tennis is absolutely popping off we got a good golf tournament with a memorial also got the rbc canadian open coming up in two weeks hell yeah that'll be sweet uh okay, what else yeah. we got we got baseball doing its thing. Uh, I don't know. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. You can find all that information at the SGPN website. Be sure to check out all the articles. Read the articles, man. A lot of love goes into that, so be sure to check them out. Uh, listen to the other shows. Be sure to check out Baseball Money is Fake with Ryan and Blake. Uh, these guys are absolutely always killing it. Uh, and yeah, shout out to all our friends and pals in the Discord. Discord's popping off, too. Uh, people are going in. We got people saying, hey, we got cause a lot of promotions going on with like books and shit. Like, hey, we got free bets for the playoffs. For the finals, what do we do? So, you know, if you're looking for that, we can kind of point you in the right direction, I suppose. Uh, but, yeah, I man, everybody's having a good time. Shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord. It's absolutely free. If you're trying to get in there, reach out to myself or Ryan on Twitter. Uh, we'll point you in the right direction. Or reach out to the HGP Twitter account as well. We'll be sure to get you where we need to be. Or you can go and buy one of those little Civil War snare drums. Because remember back in the day for, like, war battles and shit, they would, like, do little drums to communicate across the battlefield. So if you do those little drums and you do a little rat-a-tat-tat-tat, I'm sure that somewhere there's some little bitch boy in BC that has an open ear out, and he'll be like, oh, I know that. And then so he'll grab his little bitch drum and do a little rat-a-tat-tat-tat-tat back to you, and that'll be a little rat-a-tat communication about how to get into the Discord. Yeah, that's probably the easiest way, honestly. If you want the easiest way in this corner, make sure you do that for, for the, the boy in BC over there. But yeah, follow us on Twitter at HockeySGPN and make sure you are subscribed. Turn on auto-download on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Hockey Gambling Podcast feed. All right, my, 
I blanked out. My name is Talon Jenkins. You can find me on Twitter at Talon underscore Jenkins94. You can also find me going to Long and McQuaid to buy a snare drum for unrelated reasons. I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. I'm Joel Martin. You'll find me working on my long game. Because, Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, my, my putting leads a lot much less work. Just be careful when you go to like simulators or driving ranges because if you're hitting off a mat surface, you don't give that full divot effect. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, just keep that in mind. You'll be good. You work on your drive at the range and shit, but just be careful with your irons so you don't want to get any bad habits. Appreciate it, bro. Got you, bro. All right. Peace. Peace.